Lord of the dance, Jesus keep me near the cross.
seated. If you are watching us from YouTube this morning, if you're listening to us on 88.7 FM, if you've joined us on a podcast, if you're with us from Facebook Live, if you're on Facebook Live, if you would make sure that you give a hello or a hi or something uh, so Linda could keep your attendance. Or if you're sitting in the sanctuary this morning, the message is the same to all of you. Good Sunday morning, church. How are you? I'm great. Never had it so good. Who has announcements? Diana? Uh, You have to wait for the microphone, please. (laughs) Ken's a little slow this morning. He's been busy working. I don't know whether anybody saw the pictures um, yesterday on the internet, but um, my vendor booth in Yale was was showing on there, and I have a special going on for the United Methodist Women's Group. Kind of hard for me to spit that out. Um, anybody that goes and buys anything today from from our church, 20% will go to our group. Um, I've got lots of neat things. I've got jewelry, and I've got a lot of um, upscale things. All kinds of stuff, anyway. Um, But I'm open till 3 o'clock today, and they are open from Wednesday to through the weekend. I don't know if I'm going to be there next weekend or not, but I'll honor a sale during this week. So thank you. So I guess I should have bought that chair today instead of yesterday. I would have got a 20% discount. Huh? See how you did your pastor? It was a beautiful chair. Thank you. I didn't need the 20%. Oh, you gave it to us? What do you mean? You owe me a dollar. What are you talking about? You gave me a 20% discount. See what you started? Who else has announcements? Wait for Ken. Hi. And we were there yesterday. She has wonderful stuff. Um, I want to remind everybody that um, we do have snuggle blankets available for anybody that would like to give one to someone that they know that has cancer. Um, We have prayed over all of them in church, and we really feel that when they wrap those blankets around them with the prayer, they are feeling the love of God, his arms wrapping around them to give them strength and encouragement and um, peace. So if you, you know, just a reminder, if anybody would like a blanket, please get a hold of me and we'll go get you one, okay? Thank you. Well, how do you know we're done? No, not quite yet, because uh, this coming Saturday, the men meet at the Horseshoe Grill at 8.30 for breakfast. Uh, I heard some of the hours they change up there, so if it's not open Saturday morning, we'll we go there. They eat at the open house. Okay. They're not going to eat at breakfast. Saturday night. No. They might not be open Saturday morning because of the labor. They can't get enough help. 
No. <laughs> Thank you, sir. My wife does that a lot, Lonnie. Does what? Well, it's not very pastoral. Any other announcements? Then let's join our hearts in prayer. And as you clear your minds, of the business of your world. I'd encourage you this morning to lay your anxiety at the foot of the cross. The seventh chapter of Matthew's Gospel, God's Holy Word says, Ask, and it should be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Scripture says, for everyone that asks, receiveth. And he that seeketh, find. And to him who knock, it shall be open. So we seek your Holy Spirit this day, Father, that you'd blow a fresh wind into this place. We knock on your door, and we know that it would be open to us. And we ask that you might make us whole again. Watch all over us this day, Lord Jesus. We praise you. Amen. Amen. Young disciples. Come on up. Come on, sit down. You got your red boots on today, don't you? Lovely. Yeah, we're all good. Okay, I have something I want to show you guys. A friend of mine gave me this to fix for her. Well, actually, I told her I would fix it for her. And um, here, I'll just get it out. Her dog ripped this to shreds. It ripped it to shreds, and, and she felt, she was so upset with her dog, Paisley, that, yes, that's right, we know who's pillow this belongs to, don't we? She's right there. <laughs> it's Mima's pillow, that's right. She was so upset because, I think, didn't your daughter give you this pillow? Cindy's daughter, Shauna, gave her this pillow. As you can see, it's the state of Michigan, and it has a rustic look to it, and you know, some of you might know, some of you may not, but when uh, flannel sh rips, it just doesn't rip, it shreds into like just a million different little strings. So I went through every possible way I could think of to fix this pillow and ended up to keep its rustic look that I did it like this with hearts. Because why? We heart Michigan, don't we? But that's not why I really want to talk about. I want to talk about was that Mima, Cindy was so upset with her dog because she did that because she loved her pillow. She was so upset and she was mad at the dog. She was angry at the dog. We're lucky the dog survived the pillow. 
And she carried that anger around for a long time until finally said, just give me the pillow and I'll try to fix it. So I fixed it. So give that to Mima right there. Maybe she'll feel better now, finally, because her pillow has been fixed. Yeah, and it, it will fray and look like the rest of it. But, you know, that's what I wanted to talk about. Have you guys, has anything ever happened to you that maybe your pet has done or your brother or your sister? You know, one time when I was little, um, I used to really, I still like mallow cups, but I really like mallow cups. And so my mom got me a box of mallow cups for Christmas and stuck it under the tree. And I said, ooh, there's something under there for me, the tree. And I didn't know because I don't touch. And then Christmas Day came around, and guess what happened? The dog ate my present. I was so upset with that dog. And if you can't tell, I'm still a little upset with that dog. The dog died, though. Not from mallow cups, but I mean, you know, I can't say that mad at the dog because the dog finally did pass on. But he ate my mallow cups. I was so mad at that dog. I mean, I got over it. I thought I did till I'm talking about it right now because obviously Miss Karen's still having a little issue with it, isn't she? Has that ever happened to you guys? Has, has a pet or a, or a sister or a brother done something to something that you have that just made you mad? Have they? No, never, ever. Well, you guys are pretty lucky. So it happened to you or it happened, Ava? Once when I was one, my mom got a puppy for me, and a puppy ate one of my presents from my birthday. Oh, well, there you go. But one, that, you know, Miss Karen's been holding that grudge on for, we just won't say how many decades, but a few. But that's too bad, isn't it? Well, you know what? I thought as I was reliving my mallow cup thing because I was fixing Cindy's pillow, <laughs> is that sometimes all of us, we just hold on to stuff way too long, don't we? You know, what was, what was that one song that that frozen person used to always sing. Do you know? Do you, let it go. Pastor Pat knows. Let it go. Let it go. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to let it blow. Is it something like that? Because I don't mind being outside in the cold. But, but she had to learn to Good message, let it go. And so, you know, sometimes it's really, really hard to let things go. So when it's really, really hard and you have multiple people telling you, Karen, you just got to let it go. And then they say, Karen, you just got to let that mallow cup thing go. You've had about a bajillion mallow cups sent there. You just need to let it go. But Miss Karen has decided it's a little too hard for me to let gold all on my own now. So what do you think Miss Karen should do? I know, but apparently I haven't yet, so I need help. What kind of help? Who should I call on for help, do you think? Anybody know? Oh. Who? Jesus. Jesus. Do you think I should talk to Jesus about that? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I should have thought of that. If I talk to Jesus and pray and ask him to help me let go of my little issue over mallow cups and my poor dog who is no longer here, that might help, huh? Then we have to remember that. Yeah. Let's, I'm glad, too. So you know what? Just in case... Mima's holding a little resentment. And, and since obviously I am over mal cups, let's pray about it, okay? And remember, next time something happens to you and you find that you're a little mad about it a little longer than maybe you should be, ask God to help you with it, okay? Okay, let's pray. Repeat after me, all right? Are you ready? Dear Jesus, thank you for helping Miss Karen, Mima, Cindy, Cindy, and everybody else who's holding on to a little bit of anger, <laughs> or a lot of anger, 
Thank you, Jesus, for helping us. If you have not heard, Bruce Gildersleeve is in the hospital. Uh, he may be coming home today. Uh, he was with COVID. Uh, Gino, how do you pronounce his last name? Novak? Navak? Navak? I talked to uh, his wife last night. He is in the hospital. Uh, was doing better yesterday than days before, but he's in pretty rough shape. If you would keep those two in your prayer. Are there others that we need to pray for this morning? Everybody in your world is great. Joe? Uh, I'd like to lift up my brother-in-law, Charles Rathka. He lives in a suburb of Metamora called Thornville. He's 90 years old and he's going to have a heart cath tomorrow. Um, possibly going to end up with a new pig's valve in his chest. And he's an avid deer hunter and he thinks it should be a deer valve. But uh, this guy is unbelievable. He's, he's 90 years old and he acts like he's 45. Please, please pray for him. We'd well, like prayers for Mike's brother, Pat. He lives in Belleville, Michigan. He was diagnosed with lung cancer, and it spread to his brain, kidneys, liver, and the bones. And, but the good thing is, this morning, just before we went out the door, he called us. To, we haven't talked to him since we found out, so it was nice to hear from him, but he's got a rough road to go. Um, yesterday, my boyfriend was um, riding down the road in his tractor to go work some ground, and he came across an accident on a side-by-side. -side. Um, I believe the gentleman's name was Walt Cowie. Um, so prayers for his family and my boyfriend for seeing that. Thing everything's not out on Facebook. <laughs> what would people do? Who else needs prayer? Bonnie? We've talked about lifting up the um, frontline workers um, in the hospitals in particular, but they're getting very, very weary and discouraged. It's been over a year, and the doctors in particular, they feel their hands are getting tied because things are changing so much with this virus, and, and they need so much prayer and encouragement to help them get through and, and those who support them in their medical work. Anyone else? Share a praise. Somebody Wilma's share a praise. Say that again? Wilma's back. Wilma's back. Yeah. Welcome Wilma, church. Thank you. Did you miss us as much as we missed you? Yes, I did. I'm glad. <laughs> I always miss home. <laughs> no place like home. 
An, an announcement I forgot to mention when we we're doing announcements. Uh, May 9th, we'll be honoring mothers because it's Mother's Day. And we will be honoring our graduates. Uh, and then afterwards, there will be some fellowship downstairs. Anyone else before we talk to the Father? Let's join our hearts in prayer then. Father, thank you for bringing Wilma back safely. And for the hedge of protection you had around her and her husband while they were in Florida. Father, I lift up Tammy and Jim and Jace to you this morning. thanking you that you had your had your protection around them. Father, for the injuries that was sustained in the car accident and for those who came upon it. May healing take place. Father, strengthen Bruce that he might be allowed to come home from the hospital this day. I know his bride misses him. And we miss him. Father, we lift up Gino to you this morning as he struggles for breath. May your healing power be upon him. For Mike's brother, Pat, whose body is full of cancer. Lift up Aunt Diane to you. as her body's full of cancer. Father, it's been an interesting year and beyond with the COVID virus. We looked up all our healthcare workers Thank you for the love of a nurse and the dedication of them. Thank you for the doctors. Thank you for those who keep the hospital rooms clean. We lift up those who work in the schools. I think of Sean and Jenny this morning, Father, and the trials that they've had this season. This reminds me that For all of us, it needs to be well with our soul. That after we take our last breath, it's too late to accept you as Savior. I lift up Rob to you as he has a procedure tomorrow. 
Thank you for those who have been successful in the turkey hunt this day. Lift up Jordan and Tyler and the baby in Jordan's womb. Lift up those young people who are preparing to graduate this year. Lift up Avalon. All those who are in care facilities. Lift up this great nation. Let your light shine through us, Father. There are unspoken requests. Hear us when we pray this day, Father. As we pray, our Father. There's still time as Elizabeth plays or as Wilma plays for you to bring up your tithe. Many of you have already done that, but there's still an opportunity for you to do that. started making some noise back there doing this like he's going to raise the roof or something. <laughs> gifted us beyond our comprehension. You have blessed us with so much. But at times we still doubt. We bring tithes, we bring offerings and gifts that only you Thank you that you allow us to be your church. May you find us faithful to the task. We praise you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed for junior church. Parable of a rich man and Lazarus.
text comes out of Luke's gospel. Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen who lived each day in luxury. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table the dogs would come and lick open his sores. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried. And he went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in a far distance with Lazarus by his side. The word of God for the people of God. How many of you like fancy things? Anybody? Fancy cars? Fancy clothes? Fancy knickknacks? No guy's got a fancy deer blind. There's a heater in it, and he'll cook hot dogs in it. Doesn't have one of those hard metal chairs, it's sort of like a lazy boy chair in there. There's radio. There's even a porta potty. Quite nice. I know a guy's got a five gallon bucket. That's his deer blind. Leans it up against a tree. Rains come and sit in the rain all day. If he falls asleep, he'll wake up and he'll be covered in snow. He's very content. Which one's more important? I guess it depends how you look at it. In our home church one time, we were having a great discussion, which turned into quite an argument, which turned into people actually getting mad. And some even left. It was over. Should you wear choir robes? Or can you wear blue jeans? Which is more important? For some it was the choir robe. For some it is the blue jeans. I don't think Jesus is going to judge us Well, I like fancy things too. I got this new fancy tie. It's got a perfect pink penguin on it. Oh, not a penguin. Silly me. And a new shirt. I have not had a new dress shirt that I can remember in at least 15 years. Well, some of you probably, well, we could tell by the old white one that you wore. <laughs> Maybe so. But what's more important? I've been thinking a lot about death lately. You ever think about death? I want you to. I really do. 
I don't know how it has been for each of you the last 15, 16 months since this COVID thing came around. But there's been a lot of people that we know that have died. You probably know folks who have died too, even beyond the church. And not necessarily just due to the COVID. And what is the most important thing for them? I don't think it is that they get buried with all their stuff. Some folks get cremated and they're just put in a little container. Some are laid in the casket and are, you see a few things in there, some pictures, maybe a stuffed animal. But you don't see cars and snowmobiles and boats and jet skis and motorhomes and motorcycles and deer blinds with hot dog heaters in them. You, you usually just see the one laying there. It's presented in your bulletin. Heaven or hell? Which one do you want to choose? I want to choose heaven. But I want it to be my way. Any of you ever get like that where you want something and it has to be your way? Come on, be honest. Come on. Some of you will be honest and some of you just refuse to do that. And that's okay. We've been here almost two years, okay? So I know, which, I know some of you pretty good. So you don't have to respond to that. When I stand before Jesus and give an account of my life, I hope that when he welcomes me that there's all my dogs. I want all my dogs. I want everybody that I've ever loved that has gone on before me. But I don't have that choice. You don't have that choice. Say, I believe that Kurt Wakefield has gone to heaven. I don't know if when I get there, if I'll recognize him. We don't know if we're going to recognize people that we love. For you who have lost spouses, I don't know if you're going to recognize your spouse. So you have a choice to make. I was out doing some yard work yesterday and uh, the mail lady stopped. And she got out of her car and she asked about Gino. What, what have you heard about Gino? I hear Gino's not real well. They're having a hard time getting oxygen into his blood. I check on his wife every day. Leslie, do you need anything? I've talked to Carol on the telephone many times. Carol, do you need anything? And their response is both the same. I want my husband home. It's not up to us. It's not up to the doctor. 
It's not up to modern medicine. You have a choice to make this day. It's possible that uh, just as there was an accident out on the freeway and you could be in an accident this afternoon. You could lay down and take your Sunday afternoon nap and not wake up. You could walk out here and fall down and hit your head. I guess what I'm getting at for me and for you is are you ready to see Jesus if he calls your name today? And if you haven't made that commitment to Christ, today would be a good day to do it. You can choose to be a follower of Christ or you can choose not to be. And when you take your last breath, your time is done. There's no debating it. There's no argument over it. You'll spend eternity in one place or the other. So you either choose to follow Jesus or you choose to follow the devil and spend eternity with him. Well, the devil's not real, Pastor. Well, yes, the devil is real. Satan, Lucifer, and Christ. You have to make a choice. Your second choice is contingent on your first choice. You have two lives to live until he whispers your name. You can follow him or you can follow the world. And the world will present things to you that are glamorous and luxurious. They'll offer you everything. But only Christ offers you eternity and paradise. No more suffering. No more cancer. No more COVID. No more arthritis. No more addictions. No more angry people. What's your choice going to be? See, I believe the rich man, and I've known some very wealthy people. When we were in Grayling, serving the Grayling Church, I bought a pickup truck. And then I bought a pickup camper. You know, us preachers, we're not the most intelligent people at times. Can I get an amen? The camper did not fit on the pickup truck. Duh. A man in the church heard about that. And he comes over one day and he hands me a set of keys to a brand new GMC pickup truck that my camper would have fit on. And he said, I'm, get, I'm giving this to you. Has anything ever, ever happened like that to you? That was almost even better than the hearing aids. <laughs> Except I couldn't take it. He may have meant well. Life experiences have been. If it's too good to be true, it's too good. And I just knew if I took that set of keys, that I'd be trying to pull these knives out of my back. And it sort of scared me. Well then, you just drive it for a while. And here, here's a gas card. Give me a gas card. Unlimited, unlimited gas. Well, he owned most of the gas in northern Michigan. He's a very wealthy man. I think the year before he died, he made like $42 million in the oil business. And everybody kept telling me, well, you don't have to worry about it. He has a good heart. 
I trust Jesus first. When, he, when Jesus says, give him the keys back, this is too good, then it's too good. When Jesus says, if you're tired, come to me, that's who I'm going to. That we get disappointed in each other. We get disappointed in man. We get disappointed in family. We get disappointed in church. But we won't get disappointed when we're followers of Jesus Christ. So you have to choose. I can't choose for you. You have to choose. And if you're not worried that you may be next, you know what I miss? I miss the United Methodist Church that I first started with. I miss some of our former superintendents. I miss some of our former bishops. I miss the days when Wednesday night was set aside for church. When, remember the days when Mother's Day, the church was overflowing with people? They came because it was Mother's Day. For some, that was the only time they came. They never had that problem on Father's Day. You ever notice that? <laughs> but you know what statistics will show you? And I, I've studied them before. That on Father's Day, in the penitentiary, the phone lines are longer than they ever are. Because those in the penitentiary on Father's Day want to call home. Usually not to talk to the father, because most that are in the penitentiary, there's no dad at home but to talk to mother. I remember when my brother-in-law was in the penitentiary. Pat hung himself in jail. And he'd call all the time. You ever get a, a call from the penitentiary? It's collect. And back then it was like $7 a minute. And they'd like to talk for a long time. The last thing Pat said to me was, I should have listened to you when you told me about that Jesus stuff. And he hung himself. How desperate. The last thing I want you to hear me tell you, church, is that you have to choose this day who you're going to serve. His word hasn't changed. I don't know how many different translations there are. I even had a Jehovah Witness friend bring me the Bible that they use, different than ours. I was looking in a Catholic Bible the other day, different than ours. But there's one God. There's one God. You can use whatever translation you want. As long as it's Christian print. You have to choose. Two destinies. How do we get there? We need to spend more time in prayer. Individual prayer corporate prayer Bible is full of it Matthew 21 whatever you ask in prayer and believe you shall receive I think sometimes people spend a lot of time in prayer but they truly don't believe in Isaiah 30 he will be very gracious unto you when your voice cries out to thee. And he shall hear. And he will answer. Gino's wife keeps saying, pray for him, will you? Pray for my husband. Pray for Gino to come home. Pray. I got news for you, church. 
your prayer is just as important as mine. I might be the pastor at the moment, okay? But you have the same avenue to the Father that I do. I've heard some of you pray. Some of you are wonderful people of prayer. And then there's times where I I I I I don't know how. Yes, you do. Just talk to him. The way we, well, not quite the way we talk to each other. Sometimes we're pretty harsh on each other. But just talk to him, and he'll hear you. And as we. Uh, who, who prayed downstairs? Don't tell me. i got to think for a minute. Ken did, right? He prayed for more years of ministry for me. Now, I, I, I'm looking towards retirement. <laughs> I want longevity in retirement. But you know what I'm reminded of often? It's not about what I want. I keep thinking two, two more years and I can retire. Well, what if God's plan is ten more years? Who am I to tell God no? Who are you to tell God no? I'm just hoping Ken was praying for someone else. <laughs> I know you had your hand on me. <laughs> and I know your prayers work. That's what scares me. <laughs> I can think of six people that worked their whole life. And retired. And within a very short time, God called him home. If that's my lot, so be it. I, I want, I have different plans. But God's word says, I know the plans I have for you. So it's not what I want. That's what he wants. He wants you to choose. We want you to be happy. But not just happy while we're walking this earth. It's about eternity. And as we get older, we've seen a good portion of our life. So we need to be ready, without a doubt, that if this is the day he calls us home, we know that we know that we know we're going to see him face to face. This one's even squeaking and he's got that character holding him. <laughs> what are we singing? Uh, Majesty. Majesty Church.
Hey, Grandma, you close us in prayer, would you? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've blessed us with in life. We thank you that you're there for us and that you say to us, let it go. And we say, all right, Lord, we will. We thank you for the children. We thank you for life. We thank you for you, Lord. Go about today and remember always that Jesus is always with us in all that you do. Amen. Amen.